Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, 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 Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. What's up, everybody? Happy almost spring here in Dallas, Texas. Actually, it's kind of cold today, but yesterday it was warm. I was playing catch with my son. My son Jude said, Mom, will you come play catch with me? I'll roll the ball to you so I don't break your nail. That was kind of offensive. Hey, I got nails, but I still can play catch, guys. You know, don't stereotype. I said, don't stereotype your mother, son. Go out. Th- and then I threw the ball as hard as I could. And he was like, Mom, you got some heat. So, you know, congratulations to me for having heat. Yes, it is a beautiful day in North Texas. Thank you guys for logging on today. We have a great show for you today. It's going to be fabulous. Full of the anointing of the Lord. (laughs) Right, Dan? Amen. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, help me. Um, What are you letting influence you is what we are talking about today. I feel like this today, our recording has kind of had that theme. What are you letting influence you? Believe it or not, it's probably something, okay? Um, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Don't want to get into the guts of that first. I want to tell you, we're doing something really fun here in a couple of weeks. We are going to be three years old, the Autumn Miles Show. Can you believe that, Dan? We need like a birthday cake. We need something. Three years old. We're a toddler. (laughs) We're potty training uh, at the Autumn Mile Show, but we are going to do a whole week of live shows. Um, And I love y'all. These live shows are life. They are everything. Um, People call in and I get to talk to them. And most of them, most of the call ins make me cry because everyone's so sweet. Um, And then we get to some really rough stuff, but I always run out of time. I always feel like at 25 minutes, Dan is telling me five, four, three, two, one. And I'm saying, no, I need like 50 more minutes. So we just decided because a lot of you guys call in that we are going to do an entire week of them. Um, what is the date? The 18th? Is it the 18th? Cassie, what what is the 18th? Okay, 18th, 19th, 20th, something like that. Um, I want you guys to tune in. Make sure that you're by your your phones. And um, I mean, because you are. (laughs) Everybody's by their phones. Um, And you can call in and you can have a a little conversation with me. Want to put that out there. It's it's really exciting. It's exciting for us to hear from you guys. Um, Also, just want to tell you, we... We have an email address that we do utilize quite regularly for you. Uh, A lot of people will say, how do we get in touch with you? Hello at autumnmiles.com. Hello at autumnmiles.com. You can um, send us an email if it's a speaking request. We've gotten speaking requests through there, and we're super grateful for those. I I love to come to y'all and to minister uh, at your churches and events and whatever it is. Um, also questions come through there quite a lot. We love those as well. 
Um, really anything. Comments. Uh, we got a suggestion very recently about this is something that y'all wanted us to talk about. You can definitely email us at hello at autumnmods.com if you have a prayer request. That's one of the things that we love to do here at the show is pray for you. Um, so get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you to those of you that do. What are you letting influence you? Mm, they're very obvious things that influence us. Social media. Here's the social media pre speech. Politics. Politics. Dan, have you ever seen it like this politically? Oh my goodness. Is it not totally insane? People losing their minds. Very divisive. Oh my goodness. It's absolutely crazy. Um, Those things clearly will influence us, but there are a lot of things that are not so obvious that influence you regularly on a daily basis. I know there's go-to things in my mind that I kind of put, put my thoughts through this filter. And if the filter is wrong, uh, I am influenced in a way that God doesn't want me to be influenced. Um, things that happened to you in the past for years, my past influenced me. Not, I'm not just, not just talking about the divorce that I talk about all the time on the show. I'm talking about as a child, um, you know, little things like you're never going to be able to leave the town that I grew up in, which is a great town. Um, you know, you're never, you're blonde hair, you're, you're a dumb blonde, like little things like that. They're, they seem so simple and so innocent, but a lot, but, but there have been times in my life where Satan has used these things to influence grown woman decisions that I have had to make, um, and I, and I really didn't even realize it was happening. Things do influence you. Things influence you. They shape you. And these things sometimes are stronger and they carry more weight and they preach louder than the word of God. My caution to you is this today. Are these things influencing you in the right way? way. Let's look at it from the word. Luke 18, 18 says this. I'm going to read to you a ruler questioned Jesus. Luke 18, 18, y'all. You always ask me where. Luke 18, 18. A ruler questioned Jesus saying, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, Jesus said, do not commit adultery. Do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. And he said, all these things I have kept from my youth. This is what the ruler said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, one thing you still lack. Oh my goodness. Preach it, Jesus. Sell all that you possess and distribute it to the poor and you shall have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But when he had heard these things, he became very sad for he was extremely rich. And Jesus looked at him and said, how hard it is for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. They heard it said, then who can be saved? But he said, the things that are impossible with people 
are possible with God. Now, the, uh, there's a lot that I could pull out of this passage. I am simply going to focus on what influenced this ruler. He wasn't looking at Jesus and he wasn't saying, um, man, I'm going to surrender and I'm going to uh, uh, drop everything and follow him. What he looked at when Jesus gave the ask of, sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor and you shall have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. When he heard these things, he became very sad for he was extremely rich. His riches, his riches influenced him more than Jesus Christ speaking to him. It's so, uh, you know, we look at this and we think, oh my goodness, this rich run ruler, shame on him. He missed a huge opportunity, but let me just uh, bring it down home for y'all. Well, I do the same thing. I let other things influence me. I let them speak louder to me. I let them preach louder to me sometimes than the word of God. And I wonder today um, what, let's just, let's just take a minute. Let's just look in, in our minds. Let's look into our hearts for a second. Take two seconds in your car, eating your Chipotle burrito. What truly influences your decisions? What is it? When you have a decision to make, is your go-to running to God's word, picking it up and say, Lord, speak to me, give me a word. The spirit of God knows what you're dealing with. Is that how you make decisions? Is that what influences you absolutely and truly? Or do we allow things in our lives to actually keep us from things that God wants to give us. I mean, this was incredible. This man that was wealthy, um, Jesus was saying, go sell all that you have and come and follow me. You're going to have treasure in heaven. You're going to have riches in heaven. That's what Jesus was offering, but he couldn't get past the major influence of money in his life, which is which, which Jesus follow-up comments was, man, it's better, it's easier for a needle for a needle, let me let me find this. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to in, enter the kingdom of God. Uh, I can't get this out of my head. I started to broaden my process, my thought process, as I was looking um, looking through this, and and I and this is going to be kind of an. Um, I want you to look introspectively as I'm talking. Do you say no to opportunities because you were abused as a child? Do you not like authority because maybe you were abused as a child? Do you not trust people because there was a bullying or, or uh, you know, I, I'm very careful to use the word bullying. My kids use it a little too much. Um, you know, she won't give me my candy. She's bullying me. I'm like, okay, let's redefine this here for a second. But it's a very absolute real thing that does happen. Do you not want to be friends with them because you're scared that they're going to betray you because one of uh, a bully betrayed you when you were a young kid? How did your mom treat you? 
Do you find yourself acting out on your, do you find that how your mom treated you in a negative way, um, influencing your parenting and how you parent your children? Is that divorce influencing your decision to um, marry someone that looks great, sounds great? You actually believe that God is in, but you can't get past the failure of your divorce. So it is influencing you more than the spirit of God and the power of God um, that might be saying, go ahead. This is what I have for you. These things, if we do not identify them, if we don't truly look inwardly and we don't uh, uh, bring all of our thoughts on the under the accountability of Scripture, they influence some of the most important decisions in our life and they influence them in the wrong way. That is why it is so imperative, guys, that we are biblically literate. We are in the word daily. We are dividing um, our minds with the truth and what we are relying on that may um, protect us. There have been decisions that I have made. I know for a fact. I have relied on my intellect. And the, the uh, vices that I use to protect myself. To make a decision because I didn't want something to happen to me because I was scared. Rather than saying, you know what, Lord, your word, your truth makes these decisions for me. A lot of people have asked, how? How do you do this, Autumn? Um, one of the things that I, I actually write about in my new book that's coming up is the scriptural confirmation concept that God gave me. I'm sure a lot of people, other God's given it probably to a lot of other people, but he gave me 20 years ago. Um, how do I let the, the word of God make decisions for me? How do I follow the spirit of God in me? How do I do that? It's very, very simple. I was talking this morning on the way in, you know, I feel like sometimes I say, um, the same thing about 500 different ways, you know, where, where, where it all boils down to the word of God, the spirit of God, prayer, um, faith. It all boils down to a few certain things, but we have to say it in a lot of different ways because it, because it ministers to you in a lot of different ways. How autumn, how do I let the word of God truly influence my decision-making? I had to come to a point when I had made so many bad decisions that I realized my way and my intellect and my wisdom was not working. It was actually getting me farther from the point that I wanted to be in. And that's what I said. You know what, God, if your word is absolute, if you're, if you're real and your word is absolutely true, I'm going to use it as my guide. You said that you are the great shepherd. So I need you to lead, lead this dumb sheep forward. And I remember going to him with different questions and learning the scriptures and bathing my mind in the truth of his word. And, and it is absolutely amazing when we surrender our will, when we surrender our intellect, when we say, I don't get it. I don't know. I, I, I'm not quite sure how to proceed. I know what I feel. I know the insecurities that I have. I know the doubts that I have about myself, which probably were influenced by things in my past. I don't want to feel that anymore, Lord. 
I want to follow directly after you. And I don't want these negative things to influence me any longer. When we absolutely surrender and take the shackles off of our mind and let God come in and speak to us, he will lead us. He will guide us. There has not been one time in my life that I have not practically said, I am facing this crossroads. I know what my will is saying. I know what I want. I know what the safest route. I know what way will probably not get me hurt. But word of God, speak to me. There has not been one time in my life when I have practically gone to the word, sought the word, and he has not spoken to me. And I can say that very honestly. Bible is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. And it knows, God knows what you're dealing with and how to lead you on to make decisions. So what is influencing you today? My husband and I always seek counsel on every decision that we have. Um, this is the Proverbs say it. Uh, the Proverbs tell us, you know, we're, we're um, there is safety. In counsel. And we, we, we seek this counsel. And a lot of times we don't look to them for revelation because we have active, uh, relate, we have an active relationship with the Lord. I, I don't, uh, when, when we're seeking counsel on something, we always kind of have like an itch in our spirit, um, or a prompt in our spirit that we should move in one direction. I'm going to use my adoption, um, as an example that I have used in the past. Um, we knew that God was calling us to adopt. It was very, very clear in our spirit. God had spoken to me. He'd gave, we believed that God had given the timing to my husband. He came in, he said, now's the time we need to do it. And then we kind of knew where God was leading us, but it was important for us to gain wise counsel from other people. Um, people that are older than us, people that are way wiser than us, um, students of the word of God themselves teachers of the word of God. So we went out and we, we, we sought advice from uh, just mentors and people that advise us. And they differed. <laughs> they differed on their opinion. Some of them said, absolutely do it. We see it. God's in it. Yes. Go, 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 go do it. And there's other people that said, do you know how busy you are? Do you need more kids? We already had two kids at, at that, at that point. Do you really think that this is for you? Do you understand what adoption means? Um, you know, and there was almost like we had these two different areas in our mind. One was saying, um, go, go, go do it, which we felt was really in line with what God was already telling us. And there was another group of influence that were saying, I don't know. I don't know if this is a good idea. You're really, really busy. You know, I don't know. And we could have let the insecurity of wanting to please that group of people make our decision for us. And if we let our insecurities of, listen, we want to please these people, they're influent, we want to, we, we, we want them to like us, we want them to respect us or whatever. If we would have let that them influence us based on our feelings of um, wanting to please people, it would have um, totally hurt us in the long run. We had to say, okay, God, this, we got these two groups of people talking to us. Yes, it would be easier not to adopt, not go to the, uh, through the process. It would be easier. Adoption's hard. That's the truth. It's hard. It's expensive. Satan is against it. 
But then we had Jesus saying, listen, I want you to abandon, reckless abandon your feelings. And I want my word to make this decision for you. And I will never forget, I opened up the word of God and uh, was looking through one day and just said, God, what do we do? Is now the time? Is this the time? Eddie was seeking the Lord uh, as well. And God gave me that beautiful scripture that said, true and undefiled religion is caring for the widows and the orphans. His word influenced our decision. I get the feeling that we're not doing that enough. I know that we're not. We're listening to those things, those hurts from our past. We're trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to um, pretend that we are something that we're not. And we're, um, we're, we're, we're uh, making our decisions based on our own comfort when what we actually need to be doing is not what the rich one, young ruler said. We need to be saying, Spirit of God, Word of God, lead, guide, make this decision for me practically. You read the word of God, you get in it. You would be surprised at how the gospels and the parables in the scripture speak to every situation that you're dealing with. If I have a question about something very practical, I go to the gospels most of the time and say, okay, Jesus, what'd you tell your disciples? Because I'm a disciple and I need to know. Another thing is listen. Quiet everything and listen to the prompts of the Holy Spirit in your life. Sometimes you have to learn what a prompt feels like. I had to learn this. I remember one time we almost put um, someone on our team and I had this prompt. Nope. I didn't know why this person looked great. I thought it was a slam dunk hire. But God said, nope. And I had to tell my team, listen, we're not going to do this because something in me doesn't agree. And that prompt actually protected us from what could have been a complete catastrophe. Those prompts are not in there for, uh, for anyone's sake but yours, for your protection, for your deliverance in some, in, in, in some ways, practically It is going to the word of God and listening to the prompts. That is how you let the Lord influence your life. I have a lot of other things to say, but I'm going to stop there. And I want to just say for a second, I want you just to take some time. I really do think that this could be, I wish you were sitting in front of me so I could hug you. What is, what is influencing you? And maybe what has influenced you up to this point? I want you to kind of draw that proverbial line in the sand. And I want you to say no more. No more will this thing have more power. No more will pleasing people have more power over me than the word of God and the spirit of God and how he leads. No more. No more will that hurt dictate 
which way I go in the future. No more. I want you to draw that line in the sand because you know what? If we aren't stopping bad habits, they continue to breed destruction. And there is a point where you have to do the work. You have to identify the problem. You have to say, you know what? Lust has um, influenced me for too long. Lying has influenced me for too long. Um, And this perception of being perfect has influenced me for too long. This abuse in my past has influenced me for too long. I'm going to stop letting that be the louder voice than Jesus Christ himself that is alive, that is ready to be our great shepherd and is ready to lead us on. We have to draw that line in the sand. People say, well, how do I stop? Well, it starts with a decision to change the word of God. Listen to the spirit of God. Make the decision. You don't have to read 54 books to make a decision. You just have to make a decision. Now, those 54 books could have a ton of wisdom about what you're dealing with and what you're struggling and and practical steps to get you out. But you know what? You make a decision first that you're going to turn and you're going to change. Don't let anything have a louder voice and preach louder to you than the word of God and the spirit of God. I love you guys so much. I say all this in love. Everything I say, I say in love. My heart is for you. God is for you. If God is for us, who can be against us? He, his, the resources of his spirit. We, we don't, we, we don't even know the vastness of them. Tap into that. Love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow right back here on The Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word 100.7 FM.